get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. He's Alex Ferrario, and I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We're still reeling after what was a rough weekend for the two of us. I'm not sure who had a worse weekend, us or the St. Louis Cardinals? Uh, us, because the Cardinals gave it a valiant effort. At least they hit some home runs. We were beyond second base and couldn't yeah. quite hit it out of the park. Yeah, and really, right now, really wish you wouldn't have told Katie Wu that. <laughs> we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the Cardinals insider for The Athletic. She is Katie Wu. Katie, we appreciate the time as always. If you were standing on second base, how many home runs do you think you would be able to hit? Oh, I would like to say I could get one out, but um, I don't know. My back hurts just going up the stairs at this point, so maybe not the best person to ask. That's all right, Katie. Both both BK and I right now, uh, our entire bodies hurt from those um, uh, three I minutes. Aches in places that I didn't <laughs> yeah. even know had muscles. And, and my ego is just shot, Katie. I was like you. I said I could at least put one over, and I missed the ball nine straight times. So it's just uh, it's one of those performances you just don't want to remember. Hey, that's the worst part is recovering from the ego, right? Like, I'll, I'll put it – I'm okay if I'm sore or tired, but if my pride can't recover, just count me out. Yeah, yeah well, we're, we're, we're reeling when it comes to our bodies, our egos are hurt, and we're feeling a little bit like the Cardinals right now after what was a rough weekend for them. Katie, what – what do we even take out of that? I know that the team is beat up right now injury-wise. What am I supposed to make of the fact that they lost four straight against uh, the Cincinnati Reds at home for the first time in 30 years? Okay, well, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's start the segment off, and I think everyone could use this, by taking a collective deep breath. That was, <laughs> yeah, okay. inhale, exhale. Okay, let's focus. That was, you know, no denying not a very pretty week of baseball. That was a, a grueling stretch to watch, and not just from the results of the game, but from the state of the roster. I mean, losing three-fifths of your rotation in two and a half weeks, not even counting the other seven players that are on the injured list right now, a really tough road trip schedule, no days off, and just morale looked a little low over the weekend. And I am by no means saying that people should not be concerned but I also think that we have to remember this is a 162-game season, and I'm not sure if this 58-game season last year has, where everything was magnified by at least three times has kind of shifted the weight off of that. Every single team, every single of the 30 Major League Baseball teams is going to go through a stretch this year where they do not play well. For the Cardinals to be doing this right now in June, it's not the worst thing in the world, right? Like, yes. 
there is plenty to be concerned about here when it comes to the state of the rotation and the state of pitching. However, it's an overreaction, and this is coming from someone who is a career overreactor. <laughs> the overreaction is here that the Cardinals are, you know, out of the division, such a failure this year. They're going to lose. What's going on with the front office? This is a waste. That's an overreaction. An appropriate reaction is are the starting pitching is really lacking. There doesn't seem to be any viable options in-house. And it's a tough time to go outside of the team and outside of the organization to find some help. So what can they do? And I think that's the biggest question. It's not necessarily the overall record of the road trip or the sweep at home against Cincinnati. It's the current biggest problem is how can they solve the pitching? Well, let's continue with that, Katie, because uh, we heard Michael Gersh talk yesterday about how other teams can smell that desperation from a team that needs to make a trade to help their injury situation. And it doesn't seem likely the Cardinals can go acquire a Max Scherzer right now. And the flip side of that, it doesn't really seem like other teams are just begging to trade away pitching for how many injuries are taking place. So where do the Cardinals go from here? Isn't that the million-dollar question? Yeah. I mean, their their hands are, are really tied here, and we talked about this last week before Kim went down, you know. And again, the Cardinals, we've heard this before, but we'll, I'll just restate it because it's what's been said. The Cardinals are optimistic that KK will miss more than the minimum okay. amount of time. Whether or not you want to believe that, that's on you, but that's what we've been told. So, there again, there doesn't seem to be a lot of sense. It's early June Teams do and front offices are smart. Like I know that everyone likes to think that the front office is just sitting around and all 30 teams just doing nothing. These guys are very smart. Okay. And they can absolutely sense the desperation because there's no way around it. The Cardinals are in a desperate situation for starting pitching. So does it make sense to blow out on a, a trade to stop the bleeding in June when you could essentially wait four weeks? and see what kind of options pan out in a division where nobody is going to run away with the crown here. They're not going to run away with it in the first half of the season. They're not going to in July. They're not going to in August. We've known all this time it's going to come down to the last two weeks of the season for this division. So So instead of panicking, right, they're taking their time and exploring each avenue, and a little bit of patience is required here because of all the things we've already talked about, right? Like, it's not the answer that anybody wants to hear, but the truth is over the next couple weeks, patience will be required as the Cardinals kind of wade their way through what is a really hard situation. How much do the two off days this week help them, Katie? Immensely. I mean, they only have four starters. Um, <laughs> and not only, <laughs> right, like, oh my gosh, they need, they need two off days, especially before the Cubs series. <laughs> Well, and then when you talk about the position players, Katie, I mean, look, offensively, it's been a down stretch for Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, and that's crazy to say because both of them still are contributing. I think Arenado just picked up his 40th RBI yesterday in that game. How much is this team missing Harrison Bader and Paul DeYoung? And that's saying when Edmundo Sosa has been playing very well for the team. You know, that's a good point. I think with Nolan and, and Paul, it's – Honestly, kind of, I, I don't want to say funny, but it's enlightening that when they aren't performing at their best, they're still among league leaders. Um, and I think that's just a testament to how good they can be. Nolan certainly looks like he's coming out of his little slump here. Went four for four yesterday, reached base all five times, a couple of real timely hits. Goldie, too. Um, but I think with Bader coming back, it allows, I know Justin Williams is on the, the injured list. Lane Thomas seems to look lost. 
Bader coming back will slot Carlson back to right. We can, Tommy but can go back to second base. And when DeYoung comes back, which could be as early as Chicago, the Chicago series on Friday, if not sooner, there is finally some, some depth there because Sosa has been so electric on both sides of the ball. I can't fathom how they could take him out of the lineup every day. So finally, with DeYoung coming back, the Cardinals will have a good problem to have with their depth as then they have too many players, right? And they have too many positions in the infield to fit everybody. And I think that will really help. I mean, DeYoung, there's obviously, you know, when he went down, he wasn't performing at the levels that he would have liked or the team would have liked. But sometimes that's what guys need. They need to come back and refresh themselves. We saw that with Bader when he came back. So, again, it's like the perfect storm right now where nothing seems to be going right. But these guys are slated to come back soon. I would expect to see DeYoung Friday at the absolute latest, you know, barring everything goes okay during his rehab assignment in Memphis. And then I think it'll be interesting because it'll give the Cardinals a little bit of flexibility. They can have two middle infielders, Indy Young and Sosa, and they can move Edmund to right and just kind of fill the blanks for now. Katie Wu is our guest. You can find her work over at The Athletic. She wrote over the weekend recapping this 17-game stretch where the team stands right now. She also reacted to all of the pitching injuries. You should definitely get a subscription over there at The Athletic. It's well worth the price, and you can follow Katie on Twitter as well, at Katie J. Wu. You might have just answered this, Katie, but when when we see Paul DeYoung return, because it sounds like it might be a little longer than expected for Bader, do you think it's as simple as they move Edmundo Sosa over to second and you put Tommy Edmond in right until Bader gets back? Um, I, I would imagine we see some variation of that consistently, but a lot of it will depend on the matchups. As we know, Mike Schultz likes to play the matchups, and, and that makes sense. Um, I would expect Young to go back to starting at shortstop, but if he cannot contribute at the way Sosa was, then I think maybe even a platoon option. Here's the thing about Tommy Edmond is that he's so good at second base that they really can't afford him to move there. Um, but they need some help in the outfield because it's very clear that, you know, especially with Justin Williams down, I mean, Jose Rondon's not an outfielder. He's played maybe three, four games coming into the season in the outfield. So they're kind of stretched thin there. It would make the most sense to move Edmund to right, kind of like we saw earlier in the season, a little bit more consistently. But again, it will be nice to have the options for once instead of just the stopgap. Maybe he can play here, throw him out here. Maybe this works. Finally, the Cardinals, again, will have the ability to be a little flexible with their position players in the infield. Katie, how big are these off days for the bullpen? Because, I mean, we all can agree that this bullpen has been overused up to this point of the season because of all of the injuries. But on top of it, the last couple of games, the bullpen actually looked better than what it had at the beginning of this 17-game stretch. I'm glad you brought up the bullpen because they did look very, especially in the Red Series, it was a little ironic. The Cardinals played some really good baseball on all of the big elements, you know, like defensively, they made one error all series. The bullpen was really good. So that's huge for them, too, because these off days, I mean, look, it was very clear everybody needed an off day today, um, including, you know, the writers who were pretty <laughs> tired, too, because um, that really matters, but still. <laughs> um, and, and that's huge. It's huge for the bullpen because they're going to need to step up with the rotation so thin. Like I mentioned, they're four starters. Uh, they're going to have to eat some innings here. The Cardinals aren't going to win any 2-0 shutouts over the next couple of weeks. I mean, Adam Wainwright may have something to say about that. But, you know, if we're being realistic, they're not going to win very many one-run, two-run, low-scoring ball games. That's why their offense is so important. And they're going to have to score a decent amount of runs each game. And the bullpen's going to have to be prepared to take over in the middle innings, like, again, that we saw in the beginning of the season. So these off days where they can be rested and they don't have to worry about playing 17 games straight, that's going to be really impactful on how this team 
configures how they're going to win games until some starting pitching can come back. All right, last question for you, Katie. We'll end on a positive note because Tyler O'Neill has been spectacular since returning from the injured list. In the 11 games since his return, he has 10 extra base hits. His OPS is over 1,100. I, we, I think we asked you about this last week, but we got to do it again. What have you made of Tyler O'Neill's resurgence so far over the last couple of weeks? Resurgence is a fantastic word for Tyler O'Neill. It's at the point now where I'm not even surprised if he gets a home run. Like, if I am, let's say I have the game off or something, and I and I get an alert that it's a home run, I don't have to even check. I just know it's Tyler O'Neill, and that's a that's a really positive development, obviously for so many reasons. But what it does is it creates the lineup. It it moves it to be even longer because before, you know, your top four in Edmund Carlson, Goldie Arenado, they were contributing, and then it tapered off dramatically after that. And you, Yachty has been good in that spot when healthy, but six, seven, eight. That was a big black hole. And what Tyler has been able to do is get some fluidity throughout that lineup because now it's a viable threat all all the way down, you know, and hopefully when they get some more guys back, it will continue all the way down to eight. But now it's one through six is a really lethal threat there. And uh, when you have guys like Arnauto and Goldie and Tyler O'Neill coming up, it's like, who do you pitch to? Because they can all hit. So, again, it goes back to what we just talked about. When the offense needs to really step up because the starting pitching is so thin, Tyler O'Neill's role here is, magnet- is magnetized even more. So the fact that he's seen the ball well, that I'm, I can't tell if he's still doing that interlocked grip, I wouldn't change it. It seems <laughs> to be working really well. Um, just, again, positive development all the way around, and it will really come into play with the offense needing to step up so, so big here. Well, Katie, enjoy your well-deserved off day. We appreciate you hopping on with us today. People can read your work over at The Athletic. They should give you a follow on Twitter at Katie J. Wu. All the best this week, and we'll talk with you again next week. Thanks, fellas. Sounds good. Absolutely.